This is a place. This is a place. This is a place. We want to talk about. This is a place. Welcome to this week's episode of This is a Place podcast. My name is Nate, and with me is a guy who refuses to ice skate on a duck pond because he's afraid the ice might quack. Brandon. Yeah, I would be the one to fall through the quacks. So I'll stick to man-made. Thank you. Skating on a pond, though, does sound like fun. I have some friends that do pond hockey up north in the Logan area. But every time they invited me, I just couldn't make it. Just I really wanted to do it. But it does sound fun. Yeah, just like on Mighty Ducks, right? Where he goes out in the ice on the in the limo and then and then the mom gets mad, all that good stuff. I just feel I feel like in all the movies, skating on a pond leads to some hijinks or some some quacks, some cracks. Be, be a little nerve-wracking. Ice fishing, too. I'd like to try ice fishing. I haven't tried that either. Well, we're kind of short on time today, so should we dive right into the topic at hand? Let's do it. Do you want to introduce the guest of the hour? The guest of the hour needs no introductions. Because we've already introduced him 50 times before this. Matt Baxter, welcome to the show. Thank you for that introduction. That was nice, Brandon. <laughs> I appreciate that. Glad to be here. Big fan. Listen every week. So I'm happy to be here. You are, as we've discovered, well, you and I have discovered, you are our quality assurance for the podcast. Yeah, I don't take it lightly. I hope it never comes across of like, oh, you should have done this differently. I hope it never comes across that way. But it's more of like, man, a few months ago, oh, it was just during your Christmas and you had two intros going at the same time. And I was listening at like 6.15 in the morning. And I was like, dude, you've got two intros going at the same time. So uh, things like that, where I try to catch early Wednesday morning and then Brandon hurries and fixes them. Um, but that it honestly doesn't happen too much. Brandon does not make mistakes. Not, He's really not good. Usually. So in a way, you're a, a producer of the podcast, Matt. Sure. Sure. He gets just paid don't... the same amount we do, so. <laughs> Half the um, glory. Half the glory, though. Yeah. I do, every time I have a friend that's like, don't you do a podcast, I always correct them. Until I'm like, no, I do not. But my friends do, and sometimes I'm, not, I'm on there. Because I do share a lot of the stuff you guys do, so. But you I'm basically very, are part of the podcast. I'm proud of you guys. I'm very proud of you, and I will always brag about you guys. So, have we got Matt a sticker yet? Does Matt have a sticker? I yes, three, three of them. Stickers. Oh wow! Did you put on your bumper of your car? Yeah, I'm going to put on my bumper. I'll I'll send you a picture. <laughs> uh, the episode last week, I was like, man, I should put one on my bumper. So I asked Brandon for two. Um, I was I was looking recently at your um your guys's apple podcast reviews and there was a five star just talking about how i was you're the favorite guest um and i think the and... person was named not matt's mom kind of weird 
Thanks, Mom. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't rated this podcast, you should do it. And we'll give you a sticker if you do. But only if it's a five star. <laughs> <laughs> only if it's Yeah, right. Well, Matt, you have requested to be on this episode. We said that the last one you were more an interviewed guest, and this one you were a guest because you are very fond of the topic for the day. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, when you told me you're doing a podcast two years ago and you were brainstorming all these places to do, I said, I want to be on this one. So I've been waiting for this for a long time. So what are we happy to be about? on. We are going to be talking about the Olympic Oval. Hey, it's our final February episode, our final Olympic episode. So we had to make a field trip to check out the Olympic Oval. Which makes sense because the Olympics are now officially over. Which means I'll probably stop getting texts from people like Matt and you who think I look like the curling guy in the USA team. You really do look like him. So I think we're supposed to be going with the youth to the Oval this week to go ice skating. And I should put on a long sleeve shirt because the guy has tattoos, right, on his arms. So that cuts me out right there but if i put a long sleeve shirt on and one of my usa shirts and hats on shave a little bit and keep the mustache how many people think you're gonna ask for my autograph if i go to the oval because that's where he'd you be really, right he would be at the you oval really right? should do that yeah he would be at the oval you really should do that and see you what have to happens shave your mustache like he has it well i know i just wish because i had the longer beard going for a month or two and i just shaved like two weeks ago so now if i would have known I would have kept a thicker mustache, but we'll, we'll, we'll do what we got and see what happens. But I think that'd be funny. See if anybody asks if I'm, I don't even know the guy's name, but apparently listeners out here that have never seen Nate's face. If you look at that Olympian with the curler, that's exactly what Nate looks like. So uh, sometimes when I listen to podcasts, I always put a face to the voice and if you can't figure that out for Nate, now you have one. It's that curler. You've got it. <laughs> well, if they're going to do a a movie about these guys, they should definitely ask me to play him. But when we went to the Oval, nobody thought you were him, did they? No. Well, because he was still in oh, China. It oh, makes right, sense, right. right? But he could be home now. He could be home doing something. I'm ice skating at the oval in between curling practice. I don't know. I think you're right. So yeah, next time you go, when you go with the youth, they might mistake you. Just go over. When we were there, they did have some curling lessons going on. I think it was a league. A league? Oh. Yeah, they have curling leagues there. So they might have been doing a little bit of both, but I know there was a group of guys there that were a little too serious to, to be taking lessons. Some of so those people look like they were at le- or at least should be taking lessons. And there was a few people there. Yeah. So I think there's a league. I mean, I looked at the flyers at the end and there's curling leagues. So, but I think they also do um, curling lessons. And were you the, you're the one that told me, Brandon, that they're like booked out, like usually months in advance or was that somebody else? I told you that someone, a mutual friend of ours had tried to look into curling and found that it was, yeah, months out before you could even get in. 
them. We should do a follow-up episode on the oval where we go try curling. I'm down for that. So we might have found our new calling in life. And maybe we could take over those guys' spots on the men's Olympic curling team. You could Is there four guys? For that guy. Is there four guys on a team? Or is it three? It's three, right? Again, I've I've not paid attention to these Olympics very well. But if it's only three guys, then we're there, guys. We got Matt, Brandon, and Nate. Let's do I it. Want, I want to say it's three because you have one guy throwing and two guys that sweep. What do I know? We'll figure I it out. I want to be a thrower. I think you take turns, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. But I don't know. I I like I said, I watched a few matches and I decided they're going, I don't get what's going on. I do, but I don't. But that's not the subject of the day. We're talking about <laughs> ice skating at the oval. The oval is the oval in general, which was when did they complete it? I know I think they started building it in 99 but they had the site picked out years in advance i'm looking for the date well according to wikipedia which is 100 percent correct information every time it says on october 5th 1992 utah sports authority chose the ochre park fitness center in kearns as the site of the 2002 olympic oval but i don't believe they got the bid for the games till 95 so they already knew prior to getting the bid where they were going to put the oval. And then I think they started construction in 99. And did you hear about the roof collapsing? No, I did not. I did not hear about this. Um, it says on April 19th, 2000, the construction, I wasn't home or in Utah. Some of the bolts holding the roof's cables sheared causing part of the roof to collapse. That sounded exciting, but they got it done in time for the 2002 Winter Olympics so that we could have the fastest ice on Earth. Let's talk about that. I hadn't heard about this, or maybe I hadn't internalized it, but as we were skating around, one of you mentioned that this was the fastest ice on Earth for some reason. It was I. But tell us about it, Matt. Why is Utah the fastest ice on Earth and the greatest snow on Earth? Yeah. No, I'm not going to talk about the snow. But um, the it's the fastest ice on Earth because it was named that because there are so many uh, world records set there. In fact, I think during the Olympic span, there were the most records set at one place, at the Oval. And... The reason for that is basically the altitude and the when the when the altitude's high and the air is a little bit lighter, you can skate faster. So um yeah, there's been um let's see, I'm trying to find this. There's been world records broken and then Olympic records as well that are broken. And so yeah, that's why they call it the fastest ice on earth. Which is pretty cool. I was going pretty fast when we were skating. I beat Matt. Yeah, you were going fast. And it sounds like if it's not updated, I don't know if they broke any world records. Well, I think they did. Was there one world? Anyways, it says the Oval still maintains six records. 
but I think That's some dude, good. I think the guy from Netherlands or something broke a record during this Olympics. So maybe that's five now, but still, that's still pretty good for 20 year time when yeah. technology and quote unquote supplements are getting better. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I will go back a little bit. The reason why I wanted to be on this episode is because I played at the oval uh, before it was the Olympic oval. Um, and before it's the structure that we see now, it was just a giant tent with a, a single ice rink in it. And so I remember going there as a kid. I remember when they started digging. So like at some point you had to go underground. Like the way it is now is when you enter the front door, you have to go downstairs and cross under the ice and then go upstairs to get onto the ice level. And so they started doing that, and I remember as a kid going down there to go up to the ice rink, even though it was just one ice rink. Um, so it's pretty interesting. I uh, I found some pictures of the oval from when I was a kid, and it looks very different. And it's hard to—I mean, you can't really tell. But I'm going to send you guys the, this picture. There's a few I'm going to send right now. And yeah, so it just used to be one ice sheet, and then. The locker rooms were outside in a, like portables, and it was freezing cold. I would cry after hockey because I was so cold. And I remember one of the kids' moms would come into the locker room and warm my feet for me because I was just crying. It was so awful. Isn't that what you did on uh, last week as well? Or was that Brandon yeah. that was crying? I can't remember. No, Brandon was rubbing my feet for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I thought we decided we weren't going to share that story, but were you um, in this picture wearing your dad's helmet? <clears throat> that is my cousin's helmet. My <laughs> my cousin played semi pro hockey, so that was one of one of his helmets. I also had a yellow helmet from him, so I had a green and a yellow helmet. Um, and then the one I just sent is when the the ice rink was outdoors. Oh no! Way. I didn't. I didn't play there. That. That's when my brother played. I was too young for that. No way. Um, but that would have been awesome. Yeah. So outdoor rink. Um, so yeah, it looked way different. It was a freezing cold rink, like I said. And there really wasn't much in there. There was a few stands where people could sit. and But it was very small, very compact. And um, so that was the Olympic Oval to me. And then they built built the huge thing which i honestly don't even remember if we skated on it before the olympics i think at some point they basically shut it down because there was no ice in the center of it for hockey it was just for speed skating so i don't think we played on it until after the olympics happened but i played on that ice before the olympics well before and then they tore that bubble down um so yeah those are my memories that's cool being I, had, at the oval. I had no idea and I didn't know you play uh, left-handed yep. or left stick, whatever you want to call it. And you're right-handed. Yeah. Or, like a lot of hockey players are that way where they're left-handed. They play yeah. golf right-handed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I started playing left-handed because when I was a kid playing street hockey, I went down to play it against sports to buy a stick. And I think that's all they had. So I thought that's just the way you play hockey. And so that's how I learned. So I can't shoot 
with the right stick at all. I suck at it. So I believe like the official Hockey Canada logo has a left-handed player because so many players are left-handed where nowadays it's really weird that it's switched and a lot of players are right-handed. It's weird. Just a weird random thing. Yeah, but like, Isn't it kind of like uh, skateboarding? Like there's no idea why you go regular foot or goofy foot it has nothing to do if you're right-handed or left-handed. It's just whatever works for you. Yeah. I'm convinced I was just given a left-handed stick. And that's I think how that's I my problem. Yep. That's how I learned. Yeah. So yeah, orange Josh stick. That's right what I have. But he plays right left-handed as well. Huh. More comfortable for me. Anyways, well, I before or after Olympics, I played a lot of hockey at the Oval. Um, we started a team called the Dogs, named after me, Nate Dog. And it was obviously my favorite colors, which are blue and orange because of the Denver Broncos. But it was kind of cool to go to the Oval and see that um, the Dogs are still up and running it kind of grew to bigger than what our team was uh, which makes sense because my friend who I started the team with was the hockey coordinator at the oval and so I think he just kept calling every team the dogs so if you go out to the oval today you see the dogs you can thank Nate Dog for for that that's me that's me (laughs) this is it's a a crazy side story where we were getting together to record and Nate walked in with a dog's hoodie. And I was like, Hey, I played on that hockey team. Like when I got home from my mission, I played at the oval for one season and Nate's like, Oh yeah, cool. I started that team. Uh, so it was just a little mind blowing, but yeah, we got there and uh, all the dogs were there. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I still remember um, the guy who helped us kind of design and do the screen print originally was the, the, well, he he shared the mascot duties at Grisby at hockey games, at the Grizzly games. And then he was also the the lion for the Real Salt Lake team for like the first year or so. But um, anyways, I still remember going to his house and trying to plagiarize some things to, to make our own dogs uniforms. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's kind of kind of fun to go and see that we saw what a bunch of little kids in the dogs uniforms. Um, and like Matt mentioned, I think there's still some adult dogs teams. I don't know why everybody's called the dogs, but it seems like the Ovals kind of adopted that as their kind of unofficial mascot for the hockey. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. I don't have as cool stories because I'm not a hockey player like you guys. So my one story, I think it was my 12th or 13th birthday party or my birthday. My mom was 
had this surprise party planned, and she was asking me what I wanted to do, which is dangerous in my opinion, because what if I don't want to do the thing that has been planned? So some of the options I was given was the oval to go ice skating. Another one was to go to classic skating. For some reason, she wanted to put skating in my mind, and and I was really close to picking classic skating. Good thing I didn't, because my surprise party happened to be at the oval. So we pulled up, and, and my dad had this big white van, and all the kids were jam-packed back there and burst out and surprised me, and then we went and skated. And that's my story. My surprise birthday party was at the Oval. And I wasn't invited. Thanks, Brandon. Um, you were not invited. Probably would have been awkward to have a... <laughs> How old? What, what age were you? I think I was 12. I'm pretty sure it was my 12th birthday party. So I would have been like, what, 24, 25? Might have been a little awkward for me to... You should have come. Should have, if I was invited. I think we could have been friends back then. Pretty sure. I didn't know Matt yet either, so sorry, Matt, you weren't invited. You can come to my next surprise party. All right. Well, you throw your own surprise party, and we'll be there. Right. This sounds good to me. Ice skating. Well. So what else? What about what else about the Oval? I think what's fun about the Oval is just that it's different than other ice skating venues you can go to in the valley um because most of them were just a rink right where you right. go and skate around in a circle like you would at classic skating so it depends on the time that you go i mean it's been man it's been so long since i've been ice skating that people were making comments about my retro hockey skates matt included so that's how long it had been um but my point of that is that Sometimes the oval, the, the speed skating track is what you skate on. And sometimes you go there and you skate on an ice rink, but it is a little different to be able to skate on an oval compared to a hockey rink. What would you think about that, Matt? Or what do you think about that? Yeah, I prefer skating on the, like the long track. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and it's just different than, I mean, I skate in circles every week anyway, so it's fun to change it up. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes they'll have two ice rinks in the middle. Sometimes they'll have like when we went, there was one rink for hockey with the glass and the boards. And then the other was for short track speed skating. And then they did curling. Um, so it's kind of cool to see they change it up quite a bit. I'm pretty sure I've seen indoor soccer in there as well in the summer yeah. where they'd have one rink. Yes, I've played hockey. in those leagues. They've had over the years since I used to play a lot of hockey. So I've done a league for soccer, obviously hockey. And then at one point, I don't know how long it's been, they were doing arena football in one of oh, the, wow. so it's like you could, it wasn't like the professional arena football. It was like recreational that you could sign up and play arena football. So that seems really small. Yeah. Um, they're, it's about the same size as arena football. Uh, yeah, because was only like what 50 yards or something like that, so yeah, they must be just that they I don't know if they redo the ice or what the reasoning behind that is. I just think I, I they might do the oval if I remember like during the winter when it's kind of popular to go there because it's pretty expensive to keep that oval up and running. Um, and there's not a whole lot of and then the only other times that they would redo the ice for the oval during like the summer months or the non-winter months is when there was like an event coming in 
the rest of the time they would just do the hockey rinks because that's what was going to be used and it's just not worth it for them to to keep the oval ice it's still a big time destination for speed skating yeah a lot of the i mean i think uh one of the girls who won olympic gold i think her dad lives here in utah and she trains here in utah and something that was interesting when we were walking up to the oval because i haven't been out there for a long time as far as going to the building i've driven by many times and i've been to the kearns rec center right in front a few times but i didn't notice that they built uh an extension of the oval in front of it which sounds like that's where they moved all the kind of speed skating training facility is over there the basically the weight room is over there now and then they have a bunch of conference rooms which i don't know what they do with those um but i know a lot of people train at the oval yeah i was gonna say i'm pretty sure it is the official speed skating training for team usa How for the cool olympics that? so that's really cool it's right there um i did notice because they built that extension uh, there's like a bridge, so it's a building, and then it's a, it's joined by a bridge. Because that bridge now comes into the oval, uh, they used to have um, in the opening ceremonies. There was the part with the deer, with like the pioneers and stuff, and the deer came out on the ice and the buffalo and all that. There used to be a deer hanging from the roof that they used in the opening ceremonies, but because that bridge now joins up top, uh, they have taken that deer down. But we still saw it. Uh, in storage, kind of, on top of a little shed thing in the Olympic Oval. But, um, yeah, I was excited to see that deer and then notice the new building and notice that deer was gone. Oh, dear. Aside from the other two, you know, the famous people that have come through that are speed skaters and all those type of people, there's two other famous people that I know have been there. One of them being Conan O'Brien, which Matt shared with us. Conan goes to learn in speed skate. And one of my personal favorites, also Buster from Postcards from Buster. As soon as you said that, I forgot <laughs> Buster Baxter does an episode at the he Olympic sure does. Oval. They do a whole yeah. Olympic episode, actually. Yeah. You go to Olympic Park, so cool. they go to the Oval. Like, I can't believe I was sitting there just not even a mile away watching Buster on TV. He was actually there at the Oval. It's too bad. Like, Buster lived with his mom for Arthur the whole time, and you thought he had a pretty good life. And then he goes with his dad, and he travels the world. Like, why was he even with his mom any time? Like, he should have been... Yeah, he, he was traveling the world with his dad, seeing the Olympic Oval. So... He's have to make and... up holidays. Buster Baxter Day instead. To... That's right. That's right. Buster Baxter Day. Actually, I think it's just Baxter Day. So, Matt. I'll take it. Uh, we did have a dog. We did name Buster. So, he was Buster Baxter. Should have been a bunny. but. Um, are you talking about the cartoon? Yeah. He went to the Olympic Oval? He sure did. In, like, one of the episodes? So, they had this whole... All right. So, we're talking about Arthur. It's the right. greatest kid show ever. I, I still watch it. I make Collins watch it all the time. She doesn't even pay attention. I'm just sitting there watching it by myself. Same. They had this, I guess, spin-off series where it was Buster, and he'd go out and visit locations throughout the world. I think it was always in the U.S., or at least most of the time. And 
you never actually saw him. It was just like him with a camera and his voice. So obviously he wasn't really there, but it was still fun to pretend. And and there was another episode where he visited a family in Utah, and it was definitely a Mormon family because <laughs> they were like saying prayers, and he started like trying to eat. And they're like, "Hold on, Buster, we gotta say a prayer." I love that you said obviously he wasn't there. Is it obvious because he's a cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he was there. Maybe we're all cartoons and we just don't know it. What I don't think they actually had the voice actor there, I guess is what I should say. Because... I don't know. Because that costs money. Yeah, that costs money. That costs money. They They just had someone go film and they slapped his voice on. Yeah, they had some intern go film that wanted to get into filming school. It had to be real awkward for the people, like, talking to, hello, Buster. Actually, it's this, like, 50-year-old man. To finish out, we have to share the most important thing about our trip to the Oval was we had an extra special guest with us. Matt's cool. He's fun to have. But we had his super cool daughter, Macy, come with us. So, of course, we had to have her on the episode to share about her first experience ice skating. Now, since your dad can't hear, we can... Talk about how silly he is. He won't know. Okay. <laughs> so, Macy, it was your first time ice skating. What did you think? It was pretty scary, but also pretty fun. Yeah? Something you think you'd want to do again? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Maybe... Maybe when Dad was dragging me on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you fell and he didn't know that you fell down and he was just dragging you? Yeah. That was your favorite part? Yeah. Well, he should have told us. We could have dragged you the whole night. <laughs> that <would> probably hurt. <laughs> probably. It probably would, huh? Yeah. So out of the three, your dad, myself, and Brandon, who's the best ice skater? Remember, your dad can't hear, so you can. Um, Brandon. Uh, Brandon was the best All ice right. skater? No, no, actually, I mean dad. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. Well, it was fun to have you come with us, Macy. You'll have to come do some other podcast events with us. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Now you can go back to playing with your friends. (laughs) Well, thanks, Matt, for coming ice skating with us and for bringing Macy. Well, I'm kind of glad that you did bring your daughter because we felt bad that we were, like, super late. Yeah. So at least you weren't skating around by yourself like some creepy old man hanging out (laughs) at the Oval by himself. It was fun. She She was so excited for you guys to come, so... You guys really made her night. I mean, she was excited to go skating, but all night she was asking, where are they? So <laughs> like she was, yeah, way she was fun. Nate, he's always late. <laughs> well, we probably should. Uh, yeah, Nate's always late. Um, but Brandon, so Matt and I were holding her hand while she was skating. And then Brandon was in front of us taking a video. And he sent us the clip of the video. And it pauses right on my face. And I sent a message to both Brandon and Matt saying, it looks like one of those videos. Like, if you've seen this man, please call. 
X, you know, number and Matt was kind enough to to make a video clip of that. So maybe we should share that on this post. Oh, we definitely will. Yeah. Kind of it was a great idea and I knew how to execute. I knew yeah, exactly so I, what you're talking about. So it was a funny yeah. idea. Yeah. So I sent it to my wife without any context. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> calls me right away. What is this? <laughs> I'm like, okay, look at the number. It's a total fake number. So you should have known right away that it was fake. She thought maybe there was really people out looking for me for something. (laughs) So when we finally get into the video world, Matt's going to be our guy since he knows all about that. Editing and stuff like that. I do have one last question. How big of trouble were you and Macy in when you got home? Uh, We were not in any trouble because my wife was asleep. Yes. Uh That's the best. Uh, oh. So we were so late that everybody was asleep. So they have no idea what time you came home. No. So you better not listen to this episode to find out you got home at 10 o'clock. About, yeah, it was about 9.40. <laughs> no, it was actually oh, 9.45. Close. Close enough to 10. That's pretty late for her on a school night. Whoops. It's pretty late for you on any night, so. that Yeah, I'm usually in bed at like 9. Last night it was like 9.20. I was in bed. Oh my wow good for you all right well matt be nice. you better go get ready for bed because it's three o'clock right now <laughs> go with your dinner so you can go to bed on time could probably go uh, get yeah, the this, early bird special this is the i'm not even joking this is the time i ate last night yesterday at three o'clock nice you just so you can get up early for bingo <laughs> yep now I had hockey i had hockey last night at five so ate at three and left but yeah, I go to bed early and wake up early and text Brennan first thing every morning. Thanks for coming on. You should come on again sometime. We'll have to check our guest list first, see if we can squeeze you in. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for listening to the Place Podcast. See you next week.